0: Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. My name is Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune, the sports editor of the Union Tribune, Jay Posner. Uh, Jay, before you now, understand folks on the on the podcast, we're doing this live on Facebook and Jay, I haven't just missed that lava lamp for the last uh, five or six of these. Right. That is that a new accessory there? in the You know, think- the,
1: the lava lamp was on the other side of, oh. of the other lamp that's there. Okay. And- and I had a special request from someone who would know that the lava lamp was on the other side, and said, "Why don't you show the lava lamp instead of the other lamp? It looks better." Okay. So I'm always looking for design tips, and and always looking to you know make certain people happy. So there you have the uh, there you have the lava lamp.
0: Okay, I'm sorry, folks. Before we do a pre-production thing, <laughs> we're talking, and then we go to that intro there, and right before we go to the intro, I said the lava lamp. uh sorry i had to ask about it uh padres four against the dodgers after taking two of three against the diamondbacks they are nine and seven heading up to los angeles uh i'll be heading up there as soon as we wrap up here jay besides fernando tatis jr which we
1: no way you missed you missed the obvious segue there who, who who is hotter than lava right now oh boy yeah oh boy i know i know sorry
0: i well, uh, i just thought maybe i could see how far into this we could go without talking about fernando tanti <laughs> i
1: i i don't think we can go any deeper than than we already have <laughs> I, you know we it's funny we, we you know we talked about it on friday and i mentioned that people are already yeah. stressed out about contract and what's going to happen and how long is he going to be here and when is he going to leave like all these other great players left and he said, you know, why don't we just enjoy what we have right now? We get a chance to watch this guy play every game. You know, we can we can worry about the other stuff a little bit down the road. He's not going anywhere right now. Hopefully, he doesn't go anywhere ever. And sure enough, he has a weekend that you know few guys have have ever had. The first pitch Friday night, he hits out. I think I even texted you and said, "What did we just talk about with uh, with this guy?" And then Saturday night, I I was there for my first appearance, which we can get to. little later and you know he as i said he slumped that night he waited two two pitches to hit a home run hit another one later yesterday he waited a whole what two innings to hit a home run it's it's just ridiculous right now what he's what he's doing and and even i think he struck out two of his first three times up yesterday but in the middle you know he hits this bomb for for another home run and 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 right add another hit later and He's, he's been flawless in the field uh, so far. So I, I don't know what else to say about him. And, and we have all this time to talk about it. But, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. And it's just, you know, and it's not just the numbers, but it's how much fun he is. It's fun to watch a guy who has that much fun, you know, doing what he's doing. That's the kind of attitude you, you would like everybody to have about, about not just baseball, but I guess, you know, that life in general, he just always looks like he's having a great time. You know, he's working his butt off to make this happen. He's not just dancing around all the time. He's working at it. It is. He
0: he works in, incredibly hard. He also has a talent that, gosh, I mean, <laughs> a handful of people in – that played this game uh, because right. if Fernando Tatis's dad wasn't Fernando Tatis Sr. If Fernando Tatis uh, wasn't born in the Dominican, or I mean, sorry, he was born in Canada, I believe actually, I forget, yeah. but anyway, if he wasn't Dominican, He'd be a wide receiver in the NFL and, and already on his second contract maybe. Um, you know, <laughs> right. something. He, he would have been a three-sport star in, in high school. He's just that kind of athlete is my point. You watch him dance in the on-deck circle and you go, that's a kid. I, I, I hope mm-hmm. that he's doing that when he's 28, 29, that, that life hasn't just taken it out of him. I, I want to point out one thing that's spectacular this year he did not change the way he played. And this is what he meant all along. He's still going to go for three when he, most people would go for two uh, sometimes Mm -hmm. he is uh, still going to run out almost every single ground ball as if his life depended on it. And when the opportunity is there, which it hasn't been, he'll dive in the field, but you notice, it hasn't been a spectacular play in the field this year. Now, you want to spectacular him ranging out practically to the warning track in left field to catch more balls is, is yeah. amazing and all that. But in terms of he's being a little more prudent with his body. And I think that that is fantastic news. And he's making every single routine play. I just was trying to come up with something new to talk about him with. And that's important.
1: Yeah. No it is, and i I mean I remember maybe one throw where I think the first first baseman yes. had to save him and and that's been it. I mean everything else is on the money and it's it's also you have to keep telling yourself he's played a hundred games <laughs> you know a hundred big league games, and you you try not to get carried away uh, with someone after a hundred games but in in this case i I don't see how you how you can avoid it
0: he has gone two games without getting on base three times. He's never gone three games without getting on base. I think it's three times, maybe four, he's gone two games without getting a hit. He hasn't gone three. Right. Uh, it, 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 it's amazing. You, you want to say, well, how has he adjusted? Well, no, no. How are they going to adjust to him? With those kind of numbers, after 100 games, you know, be it that he never slumps, be it that he has 30 home runs, and I think that that was uh, McGuire, uh, Judge had 30, and Pete Alonso had more yeah. Uh, yeah. after 100 games. Um, that's it. The guy has adjusts before other teams. He's like a supernatural talent. Uh, there's nothing he can't do. and. So that's why you go, oh, it's OK. We can gush after just 100 games. With a lot of players, you want to go, well, hey, let's slow it down. Right. That's Ed. You know, there was a reason he missed the uh, the so many games last year and only played 84 games. And that's mm-hmm. why I thought it was important that
1: he has indeed, which you knew he would, changed the way that he has played. And and you, nothing against Pete Alonso and, and Mark McGuire, but, I mean, Tatis does so much more. They are those guys were first basemen. It's, it's impossible for them to have the same sort of impact on the game that he's had. I mean, it's, it, for, for a shortstop to be doing this and to be, to be playing a, a, a better shortstop this year than he did last year, uh, not as many spectacular plays, but not wasting any opportunities and not, you know, not making any bad throws and that sort of thing. So again, I, you keep thinking that it, that it can't go on like this and, and he's going to hit a stretch where he goes, I don't know. Three days, uh, a, week, <laughs> a, a week, even even a little bit longer. Where you know he slumps because that's the, that's the nature of this game. Sure, but so far it it just it really hasn't happened. And as I as I said before, and, and I guess we'll we'll keep saying. I just think you have to just enjoy what we have. It's just been it's been so long for, since we've had a player in San Diego who's been able to excite people uh, like this. I mean, I guess maybe, I mean, we're changing sports here, but LaDainian Tomlinson maybe the last time that this, I mean, people love Philip Rivers, but it was sort of a different situation. I mean, LaDainian Tomlinson was was special and, a, you know, a no doubt Hall of Famer and did things we hadn't seen before. But I, I guess I go back to that. The difference with Tatis is it's every day, you know, Tomlinson, you, you got 16 games a year. The Padres have already have just played 16 games and, and we have, you know, uh, uh, 44 more for hopefully for, for Tatis to, uh, to play and, and show what he can do.
0: It's every day. It's things that while, while LT was doing things that, you know, not a lot of people had done. I mean, we see things and we, because of what we see, we think we're going to continue to see things that people haven't done in the sport. And, Mm -hmm. There's one team left in San Diego now too. So I mean right,
1: the spotlight right. is uh Fernando Tatis Juniors. One major team. Don't get me in any more trouble right. than I'm usually that I'm usually in with people. One major pro sports team left in San Diego.
0: I will say, obviously, before you had said that on on the podcast, uh, I had written a little something in the newsletter about, let's just, you know, maybe we should just enjoy uh, Tati. So I absolutely agree with you. Obviously, I have been talking with uh, a a few people. And uh, I had texted last week uh, jokingly about, uh, you know, a billion dollars. And (laughs) and one of the things is it's just not wise really for anybody. This is just too early. Uh, for anybody why would tati sell him short self short right now and why would the padres with everything that's going on i mean what do you even value this guy so i just threw out as being funny and you know at some point after the third or fourth home run i've actually lost track it's five in the last four days you know i I sent out you know 1.5 billion um so (laughs) it's truly incredible and it, it. At some point, it will become very interesting how much Fernando Tatis
1: Jr. is worth. (laughs) Right, right. I I don't see that point being this year and maybe not even next year. I mean, I I just don't, you know, you don't see where he's, he he can't go anywhere at this point. Uh, How
0: about one year of arbitration, see what happens in the CBA. And after one year of arbitration, he still has two years of control. So as the
1: way things stand now, correct. That's
0: the way things stand now, yeah. Uh, and I'll have a better idea. I think it would take a global shift for owners to give up one year. Uh, but hey, that's a real—you <laughs> know—not to get too deep into that. That's an incredible bargaining no. chip for the owners. Hey, yeah, right. we'll give you. We'll take one year away. Give us everything else. Um, so <laughs> who, who knows? But how about one year of arbitration, or or in his arbitration first arbitration year is when they actually start talking. Baseball won't Mookie Betts showed. That the best talent is going to get paid. Baseball, both sides do sort of let me to let everything settle post pandemic to see what kind of money they're going to be throwing around.
1: Oh, there's no, uh, there's no doubt. But anyway, we didn't want to get. I, that's one of those things we don't want to get too far into. Tatis did have some help, not on <gasps> Saturday night when oh, uh, maybe even bigger news. It was a, a, a wasted game, but but yesterday. You know, for six innings, it looked like you know the Padres hit six homers in the first three innings, and yet the game, the story of the game, wasn't decided until you know an hour or so later, because Denelson Lamette, for the second time in a week, didn't give up a hit. Uh, yesterday was the seventh inning; the previous game was two outs in the sixth. He is uh, becoming a guy that you know sort of must watch uh, baseball. Also, what, what what was your takeaway from from Lumet Yesterday, uh, even compared with, was it similar to you in terms of how he pitched against the Dodgers, or or I did it you was... see anything different yesterday? I thought it was so much better, even though the Diamondbacks,
0: for some reason, with all those lefties, are really struggling against righties this year. Right. I thought, you know, and, and the fact that he went five and two-thirds against the Dodgers, super, super impressive. But he did not have the command that he yeah. had yesterday. And since we all know, because I remember, Jay, I wasn't even on the beat. I was uh, a columnist, and we were talking about LeBron Nelson, lament I got I to go mm-hmm. out and see this guy. You talked about, you know, him. And, um It would, but it was the command, and you're like, this guy's never going to go nine innings because he (laughs) loses games. So yesterday, if he lost it, it was for like one or two pitches. Every other time, there was a strikeout of Cole Calhoun, who uh, was the guy who ended up getting breaking up the no hitter with a line drive home run. There was a straight three straight sliders. It was, I think, a called one that dropped into the top of the zone a swinging one that fell below the zone and Mm -hmm. then another one that went swinging that went to the spot where calhoun thought the second one was going to go three (laughs) spiders in a row boom 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 different it's it was really impressive and the fact that he pulled himself out of when you thought oh well maybe he's lost it here or okay here's the spot that nelson lemet that
1: Old Denelson Lemet—it never showed up. That was super impressive. I'm sure Arizona can't wait to face him again this week, since the Padres play Arizona every other game now. I've already uh, thought but, of that. But, those are
0: those are veteran hitters, and it will be interesting to see what he does. And right, uh, there's right. no reason to think that Larry Rothschild, that uh, that, that Denelson Lemet won't figure out how to mix it up a little bit more. But those guys looked so bad on so many pitches yesterday. The slider, in mm-hmm. particular that their plan next time just has to be, let's just, we got to wait and see if that guy can do this
1: again. We're not going (laughs) out there and swinging like that again. So, which takes us, uh, and we can go back to this weekend if we wanted. Uh, They kind of gave away Saturday's game. Uh, Paddock wasn't great, but, you know, he still gave up three runs in five and two-thirds or whatever. I thought five and two-thirds it was. Uh, I I thought the game, and, and Jeff Sanders pointed this out in his recap, Uh, that's online right now, I thought the game really turned where the Padres were unable to first and third after the Garcia double the he's single. I mean, you could have, I I even thought at the time, boy, they should have sent Garcia. And then I said, Oh no, there's nobody out. You know, you can't risk it. Uh, Grisham chased a three, two changeup and struck out. And then Machado hit a ball, actually hit it pretty hard, but right at somebody for a a double play. And the Padres were unable to get a, a run there and, just those little things. I mean, they were unable to score at all this weekend when they didn't hit a home run. So that's something to sort of keep an eye on. That uh, I know the games change, but you still need to find ways to score when you're not hitting the ball over the fence. <laughs> yes, and and I thought that then,
0: to, encouraging for them yesterday was that they didn't have those crucial at bats um, where, of course, they didn't get many other people on. Uh, in, right. In, with one or zero outs, but they didn't have those crucial at bats like Grisham had had, like Fam had had, where it just looked like guys were doing what the old Padres did, which was pressing. Yeah. Um and, you know, it's uncharacteristic for them. But when it happens in big moments and you're you're in a playoff race, then it it shows up. And they didn't have those yesterday. They were much much better uh, yesterday. And we should point out: look. Uh, he's not who he used to be, Madison Bumgarner, but obviously he had back spasms yesterday, probably shouldn't have even pitched. Uh, so the Padres did exactly what they were supposed to against an old left-hander who has a back problems.
1: Right, right. Um, where I was going before I said we can look back at the weekend a little bit was Lamette will be the, the starter who does not face the Dodgers this week uh, as as the Padres and, and you head up to L.A. Um, so we'll see. They, they made a... A a little bit of a change today where Perdomo is going to pitch tonight um, against Dustin May. And that leaves Garrett Richards with an extra day to face Ross Stripling on Tuesday night. And then um, Wednesday night, Zach Davies, who pitched really well on Friday uh, against Arizona, will go against uh, Urias. And then the big sort of marquee finale on Thursday with Paddock and Kershaw. Uh, So obviously really looking forward to – uh, to this weekend or to this week, and and see the series. Uh, wh- what are you going to be looking for? Uh, other than I'm 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 really curious about Dodger Stadium, empty Dodger Stadium. Will it be as loud as full Dodger Stadium is? Will that PA system be cranked up not just to eleven but to like fifteen? Uh,
0: well, they have a, a new can. sound system, I believe. You know, they were going to have the All Star Game, right? And so they have a new sound system in a. Pod- oh right old sound system was out there in the outfield. And so it blew right. into him. it. Was, that's part of the reason it was so loud. And then what I want to see is the person that is manning the fake crowd noise, when there's a routine fly ball, will he crank it up like 50,000 people think it's going out of <laughs> the ballpark? That's what will be fun. Uh, yes, uh, the I mean, it's so strange. And you you attended your first game on Saturday. Like I've said before, you can be focused on the game and especially if you're watching Tatis and the energy, right, and forget that there, you really can't if you're focused on the game. Then you sit back and the, to see an empty park is amazing. Like it, it's so surreal. Dodger Stadium is obviously the biggest one in baseball. Mm-hmm. This, this is going to be really interesting for me, at least, I,
1: I, I think.
0: I understand on TV that it's not necessarily uh, that, that noticeable.
1: In terms of Dodger Stadium or just in terms of the the not seeing the fans. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't think seeing fans, not seeing fans makes a big deal. One thing I noticed the other night, I was going to save this to the end, but I I thought it was one of the things you can sort of count on, especially when you're in the press box and you're got your laptop out and you're, you know, you're trying to keep up on some other things. And you can always sort of count on the crowd to kind of tell you what's happening. Uh, you know, there's the crack of the bat, but there's also the, the crowd that jumps in. And that's one of the things that I, I mentioned to you that that night that's really missing. And you get a ground ball that the Diamondbacks had a runner on first and the, there there's a ground ball hit to, to Tatis. And you sort of you're waiting for that, like, anticipation of the crowd. People are getting excited. It's going to be a double play. There There isn't that. You know, Eric Hosmer hit that ball the other night. Uh, that got to the warning track at the end of the game. I didn't think there was ever a chance that that was going out, but the the roar of the crowd that would have been would have accompanied oh that hit, yes. at that moment is missing it, and look, obviously when home runs are hit and that sort of thing you're you're missing it, but it's it's those other little things that you miss uh during that time. One thing I did i sort of find interesting and and enjoyable in a sense is that. You do sort of hear what's going on with the dugouts. And, you know, the Padre dugout, the Arizona dugout, especially seemed even a little bit louder. Uh, Did you hear yesterday when,
0: on TV when LeMet, when uh, Calhoun hit the home run? Was it audible on TV? What happened?
1: I, I, I couldn't tell, but I, I, I will admit that I, I was watching most of yesterday's game without sound. Okay. Uh, I had the PGA on, on my big screen, and I was hundred, watching the Padres. So, a on the
0: left. F word. F-word. From the Padre
1: <laughs> could uh, you identify? Could you identify it?
0: No, and there the were voice? some, but uh, it just—I mean—that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, you heard a couple times on Saturday. Was it Saturday? No, it was Friday. The Diamondbacks yelling, you know, "Damn" or something because they couldn't yeah. figure out Jack Davies. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is a little. It, I, I I'm going to. I'm going to go back. Sorry, I'm going to go back and watch the the video on on the uh, okay. on the MLB side of the home run yesterday from Calvin and see if you can hear. Because sometimes you can you can catch that on the free I'd, I'd be surprised if you couldn't. I was uh,
0: remiss to have not asked you, but it turns out you were watching golf uh, as well. But, uh, Got to multitask, I, Kevin. It was the first major in over a year. Selfishly, I would like there to be no <laughs> crowd noise so I could hear everything going on the field. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, the players wouldn't like it. They just wouldn't. Uh, not to be, to not be heard, but certainly that, but the, the energy. It just, it, it'd, be, it'd be like an inter-squad game on the backfield even
1: more than it is right now. So well, that, And that was what came to mind. And I, I said to you that it seems like if you take away the music, it, it does feel like sort of a backfield game at, at spring training. Um, and I, I didn't really notice sort of the white noise in the background until the game ended and it was gone. And then it was like, wow! It's really, <laughs> it's really quiet <laughs> it's right now. Like
0: being at a wedding, or at a,
1: yeah,
0: day at, the, at closing time at the bar. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very um, that was very odd to just sort of be hit with this sudden silence. Uh, okay, so what am I looking like for? That. I did. I do want to say one qu- quick thing about the the noise, though. I, I did. I kind of expected, and and was pleasantly surprised that. It wasn't really cranked up when somebody hit a fly ball or a ground ball. And I, I think I, I I actually wanted to say that I think that's a good thing the Padres are doing because I think it could almost be distracting to certainly have this sort of artificial uh, burst of noise like that. I, I think they that part of it, I think they, they handled pretty well.
0: They did a really – and I told you before, it was clear that the Giants and the uh, Rockies had not. The Padres mm-hmm. – production crew practiced every single interest squad game so that that's they were right. ready for the start of the season. And so it, it has been. Is it a little janky? Is it weird? That's not their
1: fault. That's uh, the way it is. What am I looking I did for? Laugh at the, I did laugh at the make noise sign, though, before the start yeah, of the no, game. No. The, make, the make noise on the – come on, club employees over there in Section 208. We need to hear it.
0: Right. all the videos. I think it's great. And the players, you see
1: them watching more now than they used to. Yeah. Um, it's too bad because the cool. – it's too bad people can't be there because I I think the graphics are are improved are are definitely improved this year. I mean obviously the brown uh, yeah. color scheme helps, but the the graphics on the scoreboard way more information uh, this year, and it's and I really really too bad that that fans for there's so many reasons why it's too bad fans can't can't be there. But that's another one because I I did think that that was. That was an improvement. Now, if they would just put some dimensions on the wall, but anyway, Kevin, what are we looking for in LA this weekend? Well, the bullpen game this a, week, I be, keep saying. It.
0: That'll be interesting. How does the bullpen mm-hmm. come out of that? Uh, and not, not to uh, skip ahead too much, but I want to see what Chris Paddock does. He has not been sensational this year. He has not been bad. Right. He has not taken that next step. And as a matter of fact, I thought that uh, his past start on Saturday was maybe a step back. It, again, that's how good he is. Five and two-thirds innings. Uh, this guy was that close to a, quote-unquote, quality start. And, you know, that that's all well and good. That's not what we expect out of Chris Paddock. They're fouling off more pitches. They're making better contact. Um, he's not getting strikeouts. And, now I'm not saying that, that uh, not getting strikeouts is the end-all. But, you know, we're, we're looking for that next step. And especially with the curveball working as well as it is. So mm-hmm. I am really looking forward to Wednesday to see – uh what he does and you know you know him he'll be geeked up to go against kershaw
1: so that, that'll be th- that'll actually be thursday i'm, I'm thursday. looking forward to i'm looking forward to wednesday and also because i want to see what zach davies does against the dodgers i mean you know is 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 he able to do what we've seen so far in, his, in most of his other innings you know against the dodger lineup now i i haven't looked up what he's done against the dodgers in in the past, and, and, you know, we can get to that later in the week. But, but I'm, I'm curious to see how his stuff uh, and the way he pitches works ag- against the Dodgers because they did not see him in the series down here last week.
0: Yep. So, And then, you know, obviously, Tommy Pham. That guy's going to murder someone. All right. Cause he's hitting (laughs) uh, like 120 miles an hour almost every time up and it's out every time. And then there's some, you know, the last couple yesterday, he just looked frustrated a little bit off. Um, And Trent Grisham still not chasing pitches uh, except for that one that we talked about. Um, But he's getting on base as much as he used to. Uh, The top of the order. Are they going to continue or are they going to build off of yesterday? I should say.
1: Right, and I, you know, I know there's always talk, especially when Tatis keeps hitting home runs, about whether he should be dropped in the order, you know, to second or or third. And I, I guess my, the first question I have is who who are you putting, who are you putting first? I mean, they don't have a guy right now to me that you can rely on to have an on base percentage high enough to justify putting in that spot. I, to me, that gets Tatis the most at bats. Right now, he's the guy you want to have the, with with the most at-bats, and, and I, I, I don't have any issue with him hitting at the top of the order right now.
0: If Tommy Pham was getting on base at a uh, 360 clip or something like that, uh, or Trent Grisham still was, right, I think right. there'd be a real temptation to say, let's put our RBI machine, our extra base hit machine, down. Well, you can't clone him, and so <laughs> just give him as many at-bats as you can is the thinking.
1: So there you go can we can we try <laughs> oh it, it might be cheaper it might be cheaper <laughs>
0: them uh, to
1: clone him. <laughs> that's uh that's very true all right well i know you're off on the uh off on the road and la and then a couple of uh, places where thankfully you'll be indoors for baseball since i'm sure it'll be about 130 degrees in uh in phoenix and dallas so we will wish you safe travels and we'll talk to you on friday from Phoenix after a uh, after a big series against the Dodgers. Thank you, everybody.